Let's have some fun. Welcome to the Loco Shorts podcast created by Loco Think Tank. In this podcast series, Loco Experience Coordinator Deb Piles will unfold bite-sized business learnings through conversational interviews with successful small business owners, topical experts, and community leaders. Together, they'll take listeners through the often crazy experience of founding and growing an enterprise or an idea. So listen in and listen up, because these small business stories may just have the secret ingredient you've been missing for your recipe for small business success. Welcome back, everyone, to the Loco Think Tank Shorts podcast. I am your host, Debbie Piles, and today we're coming from Longmont, Colorado. I have a husband and wife team from Porchbox, and uh, this is Heather and Eric Stenner, co-owners of Porchbox, and I'm going to let them fill you in on what that is and their journey and things like that. So, um, Heather and Eric, if you would, can you kind of give me some background on how you got into this company or this business? Bet. Thank you, Deb, for having us. It's good to be here. About Man, 15 years ago, uh, I was out of town myself, and Eric was home with our daughter and our young son, maybe about six months old, and they were looking for a project. And the two of them actually went out to build a wooden box to replace the plastic cooler that ended up on our front doorstep that the local dairy had dropped off when we signed up for local home delivery. And we weren't really too keen on that plastic cooler. So Emma and Eric made a box and pretty soon the neighbors wanted one. And then the school wanted one for the fundraiser. And here we are 15 years later, making lots of different size boxes for home deliveries, storage and contactless pickup. And here we are. So it's pretty exciting. Come a long way since that first box in 2006. So did you guys ever imagine that you would be in business for yourselves? Eric, that was you. No, I don't think we did. Um, it's just grown as we've gone along. It's been something that we've done very slowly as we've moved forward. And it was last year during the pandemic, Heather's job kind of got put on pause and she decided to leave. And we put our heads together and decided that maybe we needed to some acceleration behind porch box and so Heather really is in it from a day-to-day basis and I've taken a different seat and I provide labor and maybe some you know suggestions here and there but it's been a, a wonderful switch for us as Heather has really started to take over the business piece of it and um, she's the one that's really making it grow. Awesome. And he's been very humble. Uh, <laughs> five years, when he launched the website in 2016, for five years, he made all the boxes, a couple hundred of them in our basement. And so last year, we finally got him out of the basement and uh, got some flex space, industrial flex space. We have a real workshop, and that makes it so much nicer. I think our kids really appreciate that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's- that's so exciting. So how um, our listeners understand like what these boxes are or what you use them or what they could use them for? That's a great question. So outside of the, the home delivery for, for milk, obviously during the pandemic, people 
really, really started to up their intake of orders online. So we, we've had a box outside our, our house for years. And we actually, we have a box that doesn't lock and we make a lockable box that people want to, if they want to secure their packages, they can do that. But we really feel like concealing the the packages that come really does the job in in the neighborhood where we live. Everyone's in a different uh, climate, whether they're in a big city or or rural. Uh, I know I'm thinking back to some of the customers that I've talked with, and we have one that lives in a really rural spot. And when they bought their porch box, they laid a cement pad just for the box outside by their gate at the front door because the FedEx guys didn't want to drive all the way down to their house. And so people use them for, for deliveries, but people have also started using them like a deck box to keep their grill pellets in or their furniture cushions dry. And depending on what kind of climate you, you live in, lots of times if you live in a rainy zone, you don't want to walk out for the barbecue and have all your cushions be wet. So we've had people contact us for custom-sized boxes. They literally measure their cushions and then we build a box just for them. And one person said they keep their shoes in the box so that they don't track mud in. We've kind of heard it all. That's amazing. So what makes you special from cushion-type boxes that they can get at a big department store? Um, What makes you different? Mm, That's a good one, Eric. Do you want to take that one? Well, the whole idea behind Porchbox was that a lot of the boxes that are available that are mass produced, maybe done overseas and put on container ships and shipped to America are just um, either poor quality or they just don't complement your house. Our boxes are built out of outdoor materials. They're built to go through every kind of weather, but they're also built to fit in with your home, to complement it. It doesn't look like a high school locker sitting on your front porch. It looks like it was built with care and precision in order to complement the front door, where our tagline is make your front door proud. And that's literally what our boxes do. When you see a porch box, it attracts, your, it attracts people's attention because it looks like it belongs there. It doesn't look like it's out of place. Love it. Yeah, I was looking uh, through your website. Um, and for the listeners, their website is www.porch-box. Dot com, and that's box.com. Um, some of the pictures you have in the ideas and the customization on them are beautiful. It's beautiful work. So tell me, describe what some of your challenges have been since you've kind of really taken this on as a business. I would say working as a husband and wife team, that's always beautiful. And challenging at the same time. I think, of course, during the pandemic, that was kind of a crazy time to kick things off and go full steam because finding the supplies we needed, uh, we had to find multiple vendors for just one uh, item to make sure that we were covering, that we had cardboard boxes to ship our boxes in, that we could get tape. Tape, oddly enough, is something to tape the boxes that was kind of hard to find through the pandemic. Eric, 
I'm curious what your challenge is, what you see. Well, as we continue to experience growth, right now it's Heather and I. And there's a kind of a spot here where we're going to have to take on an employee or two to keep us moving forward. And I think as a husband and wife team and as a business that has been around for years and just um, existed without additional help, this is a big step for us as we look forward to to bringing in an employee, but also wondering what that looks like for porch boxes. It's not something we've done before. So you guys are personally building with your own hands these boxes? I've built every single porch box that exists in the world. And it's almost, we're getting close to a thousand of them. Wow, that's amazing. So if I order one, you autograph it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can autograph it yourself because we can customize it any way you want. And if you want to sign it and put your own autograph on it, you can do that. And if a year from now you don't like it, you can just repaint it. I mean, they are not only durable, but you can make them fit wherever you want because all it takes is a fresh coat of paint and it's a new box for your house. And I absolutely love this idea that you guys have. Um, when I first discovered you, I'm like, what a great concept. So were you going to say something, Heather? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, uh, we also ship uh, unfinished boxes. And those are some of the most fun because the customer gets the box, they paint it themselves and they decorate it. And you can see some of those in our gallery they paint the trim, the decorative trim at one color, and then they paint the box to match their shutters. And it's like an artist's canvas. They can paint it however they want. They can put numbers on it so that you can identify the house quickly if you're driving by. And our box is one thing I did uh, forget that kind of makes us stand out is that our boxes come fully assembled. Lots of times the boxes that you buy, whether they're metal or um, fiberboard, you're going to have to put that together yourself. And these just come ready for action right out of the box. That's amazing. Um, And you're shipping like all over the United States? Correct. Yeah, we we don't ship to Alaska or Hawaii just yet, but we'll be ready when those requests come. We're going to have a contest soon to uh, there's one state that we don't have a porch box in. So be watching our Facebook page, and you too can get it. Now I understand why you left that out. (laughs) We didn't coordinate before this. That's okay. (laughs) So as a husband and wife team, I'm curious, um, does it feel like you guys are constantly in your business, or are you getting yourself sometimes away from the business? so it doesn't feel like it's always shop talk. That's a really, yeah, it's a good question. I think anytime our kids are around, we, we try, we just don't talk about the business. If they ask, we definitely, we have teenagers and they get kind of, oh, mom and dad, they're doing that thing. But we really try to focus our time when we're with them on the family. We just brought our first daughter, our daughter to college and we were able to take the weekend and really milk it and spend time with, with her. And our son only has a few years left in high school. So when we're home, we're home. 
And when we're working, we're working. And I think that was a big uh, part of moving it out of our basement that Eric would come home from his day job and he'd go downstairs to the basement and paint and build. And we, we just really rarely ever saw him. And that's a huge part of me moving into the business that I can do those things during the day. And when I come home and we all come home, really it's downtime. We're watching a good episode of Ted Lasso or we're uh, planning our next hike in the mountains. So we definitely make time to exercise together and try to keep that work-life balance. And so important. Um, as I'm sure there are a lot of other husband-wife teams out there and would like to know, I can imagine how, especially when you're first starting out, it's it's probably everything about the business. And you do have to take the time to pull back a little bit and and make sure that it's not everything in terms of your family. So what are some of your next milestones? Mm. Like growth, what, are, what do you want? As Eric said, you know, we, we, we're going to get an employee or two to help us as we grow. We are also considering new products and where we go from here. Our biggest excitement this year was that with the addition or with the new workshop, we were able to offer custom size boxes now. So instead of just our standard boxes, small, medium, large, and extra large, if someone wants a box that is super big, we've built a really big box for a hose wand and we could build it. We got a panel saw, we have a bigger facility and we've got the tools now to really specialize and make custom size. They send us exact dimensions and we can, we can mostly build it. So that's exciting. Do you think you'd ever take this to manufacturing or are you going to, um, or is that your special sauce that these things are hand built? Mm. Eric. So I think that the long-term growth would absolutely be to bring it to manufacturing, but we are, you know, we're funding the business ourselves and we've been in a slow growth mode, and that's been what's working for us at this point. We have we do some contract manufacturing of the lower level goods that go into the to the boxes themselves, but the boxes are all built by hand in the shop there in Longmont, Colorado. That's the special sauce. Special sauce. <laughs> so special hammer and nails. No. Actually, one of the things that's really exciting, we built a box for um, a residential community out in California, and they just ordered another box for one of their other residential communities. And that that's when it gets really exciting when people get it and they're like, oh, I, I understand what I can do with this now. I want another one or I want a bigger one to store my pool cushions in or my pool you know, mm-hmm. so when we get repeat customers, that's really exciting because um, we know that they like, they get it and they see the quality. So what, I'm just curious, what are, what's the community box? What do they put in that? You know, I, I just shipped the second one today. Uh, it has a hand scripting with the name of the community. I don't know 
I have actually, I've texted them, but I don't know. I haven't gotten a picture from them yet. So I wrote on a little note inside the box. I said, we're excited to see a picture of these in action. So I'm not sure if they put brochures in them or they, they uh, you know, when you go into a new home and they've got those little shoes, things, slip shoe covers. I don't mm-hmm. know if it because it's a super tiny little box, but they wanted another one. So I'll find out and get back to you, Deb. I think that's kind of fun to kind of learn and meet these people and, and see what their needs are and stuff like that. Um, it really is. I had a realtor call me yesterday and they wanted to get a box for the client for a closing gift. It's like perfect. Uh, idea. Have it match their home and it's, it's a perfect uh, welcome home gift, I think. So what are you guys doing to like stay sharp or, or are you giving yourself any training or books or things like that? I am in a local Toastmasters group. Love it. I try to practice my public speaking as much as I can. I'm a former music educator. So I used to be talking all day long. And now I make boxes and they don't talk back to me. So I need to keep doing that. I was, uh, I love doing podcasts. I've, I've been able to do a little bit of that. I'm looking forward to being a part of one of the chapters for local think tank. I need to be surrounded by other entrepreneurs who are doing this and learn from each other and lift each other up when it's one of those days where like, I don't think I can do this anymore. So I've, I've tried to just keep, stay connected in the community, even though we are really a national company. Uh, we really try to stay connected in our community. We donate boxes to local silent auctions and just stay connected. I, think. I love it. And we're excited to get you on board as a member as well. Um, it's going to be great. Looking forward to working with Lance and everybody in the group. So what brings you joy? Personally, Eric? Heather's waiting for me to jump in on that one. <laughs> um, I love to work with my hands. I am a builder um, at heart. And for me, actually having a product that comes out from something that we've put together or we've thought through or um, we've worked together to create is just very important to me. That um, I often tell people that I can spend an entire day in porch box and that refreshes me. And um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it really shows in the product that we put out there in the market and that people receive when they buy a porch box. It's, it's something that has been put together with diligence and care um, by, by some, by people that are really do care and are trained and have been doing this for a lot of years. I think I've, have I heard it say it's not a job if you're doing what you love? That's true. <laughs> That's beautiful. And as a former, as, as I mentioned, I was a music teacher I just start singing to the boxes eventually. And I, I look at my little order form and I start singing a song to that person in the box, put some good juju, good vibrations into that box. So when they open it up, they can feel it. And they're part of the porch box family. And that really does come through. When I first uh, found you guys, it really already comes through. 
how much you put into this. So that's good to hear. And and one I'll throw in this. My my personal joy is standing on my paddleboard in the middle of a mountain lake at sunset. That brings me a lot of joy. Try to do that as often as I can. That's amazing. Because I miss my mountains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you guys have any favorite books or quotes um, that motivate you or that you got a lot out of that you might want to share with other business owners? Well, that one's easy. Um, I always say to anyone that's close by, including my children, is that any job is easy if you have the right tools. You can move a mountain if you have the right tools. You can also, you know, do little itty bitty things, but it's to do things well, you have to have the right tools and whether those be the tools that are in your head or in your spirit or in your hands, that's what's important to getting a job done well. Beautiful. You guys have any books or anything that um, have touched you? I think one of my favorite books is The Four Agreements with Don Miguel Reese. The four agreements being, number one, be impeccable with your word. When I talk to a customer, I really hope they can hear that. Um, um, Really genuine interest in them and what they're doing. And don't take anything personal. If, If they don't like my box, I actually knocked on a door once and asked uh, I do this. I just knock on people's doors when I get a really cool box. I don't want to take a picture of it in the shop. So I go find a cool house and I knock on the door and I say, Hey, could I take a picture of my box on your porch? Cause it looks really cool. And it's a beautiful porch. And sometimes they will say short. And sometimes they'll say, no, I don't, I don't like your box. And I say, well, no problem. I'm not going to take it personally. I'll just go find another porch. And there's a lot of different porches all around. So don't take things personal. The third one is don't make assumptions. That's a huge one. And the last one is always do your best. So the four agreements, that's one of my favorite books. And who's the author of that? Uh, It's Don Miguel Ruiz, I think is how you say it. Okay. And for any other women entrepreneurs in their 50s, another one of my favorites is A Gift from the Sea by Anne Morrow Lindbergh. Ah, it's very refreshing. Try to re- read it at least once a year, wrote, written a long ago, but it really stays true to the times. Thank Eric, you for sharing those. Do you have a book, Eric? What's your book? Uh, philosophical is probably Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. And from a, <laughs> you know, really from an impact perspective, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a very important book for us or for me. Um, early on as far as he advocates that you work for yourself. And that's, I think, a really important mentality to have as you go into something like this. Absolutely. Um, That's what I love, or what I love about LOCO even too, is supporting the local community as well as entrepreneurs and small business um, really does touch my heart. It's a passion. And uh, so we're, we're trying to help everyone we can. <laughs> That's great. So one last question. Um, do you have a favorite hangout in Longmont or mountains? Gosh. 
<laughs> or do my, you have time to hang out? <laughs> my favorite hangout is probably Steamboat. We love Steamboat. Um, but when we're in town, Copper Sky Distillery is right next door to us. We've become good friends with them as they grow their business. So we do spend some time there with them. And we love to get out and experience food. So I wouldn't say there's any one because we like to frequent many different places. Awesome. Anything for you, Heather? Oh, goodness. The Gaffner family with the roost, smoking bowls, and jefes. Got wonderful, wonderful food, and they're always involved in the community. Just wonderful people. Uh, yeah, and Mac, Lake Macintosh. It's one of my other quick paddleboard spots to hang out. The other night, I went for a sunset, and the sun literally right between the two peaks of the Twin Sisters, just the sunset right over it. I was with a friend, and we just, it was kind of one of those moments. So, yeah, if you come definitely hit up Lake Macintosh. Beautiful spot. Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you both for sitting in and on this podcast uh, I had a great time, a lot of good information. I hope that there are other business owners that can um, gain a lot of tips from this. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Loco Shorts Podcast. This is Kurt Baer, founder of the Loco Think Tank and host of the Loco Experience Podcast. If you or someone you know would be a great guest for our show, or if you'd like to know more about our small business owner peer advisory chapters at Loco Think Tank, please visit our website at locothinktank.com or email us at connect at locothinktank.com. That's L-O-C-O thinktank.com. If you've enjoyed this series, don't forget to subscribe. We love great reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And until next time, stay local. Let it roll, let it roll.